Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Please Don't Hate Me. I'm Jean. I'm Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Jean. This project of ours started about a month ago when Alex decided it would be a great idea to ask her Twitter followers if we should start a podcast. And for those of you that voted yes, look at what you've done. And for those of you that didn't vote and are just here, whether you're one of our friends or you found out about it through something else, welcome. I hope you enjoy the ride. So this was kind of Alex's, I referenced it as a brain child earlier. She immediately said a brain gremlin. But I think (laughs) Alex should talk a little bit about her thought process behind this project that we've kind of developed together. Yeah. I don't know if you, Jean, and you, dear listener, have ever seen that meme of that cat sitting at the dinner breakfast table, I guess, reading the newspaper, and it's just like, I should buy a boat. That is the, like, crux of how my thought process works. It's just, I'll just be sitting somewhere, and I'll have an idea, and it's like, mm, maybe not, file that away for later. And some of them, it's just like, hold on, maybe I could buy a boat. And that was kind of what happened with this podcast, was I was sitting somewhere. I assume I was working. Just like, you know, Gina and I could start a podcast. We've had enough weird shit stuff happen. Um, <laughs> so uh, co- a little bit of context. Alex and I have been friends for pretty much our entire college careers, uh, from that, we both kind of learned and made our way through into the entertainment world. And so we both work on a lot of cool, creative projects. But at the end of the day, uh, we haven't been able to work on a project together. Like out of all the shows that we've been involved in, of all of the projects, all of the events, we've never gotten the chance to work on one together. We are like two ships passing in the night. Pretty much. And so from both of our experiences, we decided that we wanted to work on a project together and we wanted to create something that was going to challenge each other to keep each other creative and work on new skills and learn new things. So we decided to start a podcast and we're gonna, we're, we're still working on a lot of things. We're both pretty early in our careers. So this project is probably going to evolve and develop as we do, but You know, if we kind of sat there throwing ideas around all the time, nothing would ever get done. So we decided to just, we've spent some time working on this and we still have a long way to go, but we decided to put this out there. And if you guys have any feedback for us at any point, we're more than welcome to listen, but, or we're more than happy to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that being said, we're going to start with the first segment that we've developed. We kind of haven't come up with a name for it yet. In my brain, it's always been tell me a thing because (laughs) I think that phrase is hilarious. But this is one of those ways that we get a chance to teach each other something new, two truths and a lie style. We usually have various overarching topics such as video games or like building history or ghost stories or something. But we decided to start with something a little bit more personal in order to kind of introduce ourselves to you guys, to our audience. Um, So that being said, Alex, why don't you tell me a couple of things about yourself? (laughs) And we're, like I said, we've known each other for a while, so it was a lot of fun to try to come up with facts that maybe we didn't know about each other. I feel like it's not even the fact that we've known each other for a decent chunk of change. It's more that we've spent so much time together That it's like, at this point, it was kind of difficult to figure out, like, what stuff about myself that I possibly couldn't, like, didn't mention at one point or another. Um, But I I think... Yeah, I tell tell the same stories over and over and over again. My roommate in college used to make that joke to me I could tell some of your stories. Yeah. Like, I was there. (laughs) I love, I love... (laughs) Some stories just stick with you, you know, and you want the world to know. But so this this was a lot of fun, and we hope. Um, So... Alex, we're still working on segues. Um, Okay, so number one, I was in public school for a week before my mom got into a fight with the principal and pulled me out. (laughs) Number two, 
I was closer with my mom's grandmother and uncle than I was her parents, who I didn't meet until I was seven. So I didn't meet my mom's parents until I was seven. Wild. Um, I have 18 cousins in total. That's number three. Oh, wow. We're going all family, all the time. Ooh. Okay. So the only thing I could think so of. So how much do I, you, you love to talk about your family. Your family is ridiculous. And I love hearing <laughs> all these wild stories about, about your family and what they've done because you grew up in new, like in, I, in Mil, you grew up in like the Milwaukee area, but a lot of your family is from New Jersey. All of them. Every, all of your family is yes. from New Jersey. Yes. Every single person I am related to by blood was like originated, was birthed in the state of New Jersey. And if I don't know a lot about New Jersey, I've been there a couple of times, but and not for very long. But everything I know is is wild, is absolutely insane. So I honestly, any of these could could possibly be true. But I'm uh, Hamilton. Everything's legal in New Jersey. That's fair, except pumping your own gas. That is that's interesting. It's like you can you can. You can do anything, but you can't, can't pump, you yeah, can't pump no. your own gas. So, let's see. Your mom got into a fight with the principal and pulled you out of that school. If I know anything about you, I could see your mom doing that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, eight. I'm going to say, I know you have a big family, but I'm going to say you don't have 18 cousins. So, you're right. I you have don't more? have 18 cousins. I said I have 18 cousins in total. I have, uh, so I, I don't know two of my uncles. I have like 16 cousins on one side, and then I have four on the other. So I have 20 cousins, plus or minus a couple. I think two. We'll say standard deviation of two. That's insane. For context, I have three, the two of which I don't even really know. So <laughs> that that blows my mind. You like, have a giant, I guess, yeah, because you have giant like family Christmas parties and stuff. Well, yeah, like that. my my mom had eight siblings, so each of those siblings has had. Oh, I forgot a cousin. I forgot the new one. I can't even imagine forgetting that you have a cousin. <laughs> so I think I'm at 20, 21. I think across both sides. I think I'm at 21. Insane. Um, Insane. But yeah, you know, there's nine nine people. I'm the only only child. So wild. Yeah. What happened? Wait. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to ask you about no. your mom getting... He, 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 your mom pulling you out of school? Okay. So that one has to be true. <laughs> yeah, um, it is true. Uh, would you would you like to hear that story? Absolutely. So I, for context, I went to preschool twice. I was not held back. I went once when I was three and once when I was four. Um, because my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but didn't, like, it wasn't like stay-at-home mom where, like, she did her own thing and I did my own thing. I guess, from what I understand, she spent that entire time teaching me things. So, like, I have this really vague memory of, like, her, like, leading me around the house and there was sticky notes attached to everything so I could, like, learn how to read and, like, learn what stuff was. So, by the time I was in kindergarten and I had started at, like, our local public elementary school, I was reading at a second grade level. And when my parents saw that, like, the first week of kindergarten was, like, learning how to hold a pencil... And writing your name, which was stuff I had learned how to do when I was three, they were like, hey, um, is there, are there any accommodations that, like, could be made for Alex because she's not being, not even not being challenged, but she's operating on a different plane of existence than the rest of these children. And the principal said, no, absolutely not. We don't encourage that kind of thing here. Oh, no. We Um, don't encourage we don't encourage that kind of um, hmm, educational institutions. Um, so, you know, you can imagine that um, 
<laughs> that didn't roll well with, uh, it wasn't even my dad. My dad wasn't even there. It was just my mother that didn't sit well with her. So she yelled at the woman, like straight up screamed at her, pulled me out. And I was in a different school the next week. That's crazy. She, uh, the principal also apparently tried to guilt my mom into having me take the bus <laughs> because she was like, don't you want her to be with all of her friends? And I was like, we I've been down here the street two days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is that is my story of my brief stint in public school. That is the only time I spent in public school. Wild. I spent four years in public school. I don't didn't have a similar experience to that. <laughs> but as for my facts, you ready to see if I can if you know as much about me as you think you do? Go for it. Okay. So my first fact is uh, my first all-nighter was spent playing Minecraft. Because we know how much I love Minecraft. Uh, I learned how to sew and embroider before I learned how to multiply. And I once won a 24-hour readathon. Okay, so the issue here is all of them are completely and totally on brand. And as a self-proclaimed genealogist, this is incredibly difficult. You know, isn't a genealogist a real thing? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, okay, so your first all-nighter was spent playing Minecraft. If I remember, the one of the only all-nighters I saw you pull during college... It was a really big deal that it had happened because you, like, never did it or something along those lines or, like, had never done it before. And I feel like when you would have pulled that Minecraft all night or must have been fairly when you got into that server that's, like, correct. I, I like the, the one where you have to farm to survive. Um, I could more see you. Staying up all night to play Stardew Valley than I could play Minecraft because you and your cabbages or whatever. Cabbages. You once told me you couldn't hang out with me because you needed to harvest your cabbages in Stardew Valley. Yeah, that uh, that that's pretty on brand. And the embroidering and sewing before you learned how to multiply, that feels the most unlikely just because of, of your concept of math. <laughs> like... I, and I'm thinking that I learned how to do my multiplication tables in like second grade, and that means you would have been like would have learned to sew and embroider pre second grade, and you're good, but I don't know if you're that good. Wow, <laughs> what an insult! <laughs> what an insult! Can I ask you? A, can I ask you a question? Are you that? Are you that hung up on this? Yeah. Yes. What did you read during a twenty four hour readathon? Oh. It was in high school, so it was. I was probably reading the Raven Cycle. It was probably at least one of the books that I read. Okay, I'm gonna say the Twenty Four Hour Readathon is the lie because I feel like I've heard every single one of your high school stories, and you've never mentioned a readathon before. Okay, so I in fact have never won a readathon. But I did partake in a 24-hour readathon okay, every day or every year for four years. How do you win a readathon? Well, <laughs> so, so the way that my high school did it was you signed up, you were in teams. You were in teams of two. And it was in the library every, every year, which was great. You kind of, they had 24 teams. You got to pick your own location. Like they laid out like plots in the readathon, uh, in the library and you got to like pick your location by your team number and you got to bring in whatever you wanted like snacks and you can make blanket forts and stuff like that you brought all the books you wanted to it was a whole bunch of fun and there was like food all 24 hours and stuff like that and then you and your teammate had to switch off reading so somebody had to be reading out loud at all times and then out loud yeah that because that was how they proved you were reading um so you had to be reading out loud and then uh, your other teammate could be doing literally anything except for sitting down. They had to be standing. Yeah. Because it was like you couldn't, like, sit down and, like, relax or whatever. Yeah. It was 
actually a lot of fun because then you you and your team got to decide like how you were like how you would switch off so you would like how you would come up with signals for what you said when you needed to like stop reading or if you needed to like sit down or whatever like start reading to sit down um and then once you got to midnight I think it was um so up until midnight it would like start in the afternoon after school like after a Friday and or it was either in the afternoon or in the morning. I can't remember. I feel like it ended like a Saturday morning. So it might have started like Saturday morning and then ended Sunday morning. Up until like 10 o'clock or midnight or something, there was an hour in the evening where if you'd gotten up before that, your team would have to go home. But if you got up after that, you could stay the night. So a lot of teams would read up until that point and then just like drop their books and say, we're out. Because they would make like a big announcement about, hey, okay, this is the hour and everybody knew what that hour was and everybody would like drop their books and then you would just hang out in the library all night and play video games and watch movies and like eat food and stuff like that. I have, I made two videos like when I was learning how to use Final Cut Pro, those were though like I like shot footage and like edited videos of my friend's time and I like at these readathons. So I never actually won. My, the first year I did it, we came really close. Like when, when you get to the 24 hour mark, uh, or when you get to the 23-hour mark, they would kind of go into, like, a sudden death where they would have, like, challenges and stuff where it made it really hard for teams to continue on. And so my teammate and I the first year got to that point. But then we ended up getting out. We were probably, like, Team 11 left or something like that. Or, like, we are like, the 11th people or something. I don't, I don't really remember that much because the next years were – okay, that's it. We're going to try really hard, but if we get to a point where we feel like we need to be out, we'll just be out and we'll hang out and we'll use this as an opportunity to just like have this moment and have this memory. Um, but yeah, as for Minecraft, that was absolutely the first all-nighter I pulled was the very first day I played Minecraft. And I wish I still had that that base that I built because that was a really cool base. It was one of those things where I was playing for so long, I had been sitting in my bed playing. And I played into the night, and then I wasn't really looking at the time, and then all of a sudden the sun was rising oh my <laughs> through God. my window. And it was like 5 a.m., and I was just kind of like, oh no, this is what that feels like. And at some point, I don't remember how long I stayed up after that, so it might not have been like a true 24 hours, but it was definitely the first time that I saw the sunrise the next day because of Minecraft. <laughs> I love Minecraft. That is the one game that I could go back to. I could pick up at any point and just play for hours. You and your farming simulators. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I actually have never played like farming simulator. I much prefer Stardew Valley or Minecraft or something like that. And then sewing, I I have been sewing for as long as I can remember. I just don't practice all that often. So like you said, I'm not that good. I've not dedicated my life to embroidery, but I've known for a very long time. You know something that Alex has been doing for a very long time, though? What has Alex been doing for a very long time? Reading fan fiction. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately scared. I was like, I don't remember what the middle bit is. <laughs> so the this was a lovely hard segue that we're going to work on. But the next game we're going to play is titles and tags. So Alex loves fan fiction. And I know very, very, very little about fan fiction. I read a lot of novels. I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of movies. But I don't read fan fiction. It's just something that I've never, has not been a part of my quote-unquote fandom experience. Alex, on the other hand, reads fan fiction all the time. Uh, nearly, I, I don't want to say nearly constantly, but I, I think I've officially, like, surpassed the amount of words read from like traditional books to fan fiction like I think I've read more words of fan fiction than I have of actual books and that's saying something because I have read a lot of books <laughs> so this game that we have created is called titles and tags like I said and it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory basically I have spent more time on Archive of Our Own in the past 
couple of weeks than I have, I think, in any time before that. And I have picked out some fan fiction works that I'm going to give the Alex the title and a handful of the tags. And she's going to have to guess what the plot is. And if she absolutely cannot guess, she's going to come up with something of her own. Uh, I'm, I did my best to pick out some tags that I think will be helpful, hopefully won't give it away. I've also picked works that aren't necessarily um, explicit. Uh, so hopefully if any of these sound interesting to you, you can give them a read. We're going to kind of talk about some of, some of them that we've come up with are, are pretty interesting or that I've come up with are pretty interesting. So who knows, maybe this game will result in me becoming a, a fan fiction reader. But... Alex, <laughs> are you are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. So I'm going to give her, like I said, a title, a handful of tags, and I'll also give her the media genre. She gave me a list of fandoms that she's familiar with that she would be comfortable me pulling fan fiction from. So I've looked, <laughs> I've used this list, um, and I've come up with three for this for this episode. And the first one is called Dream Sequence by oh. Ghost Fox. <laughs> Okay. And your tags are alternate universe, reincarnation, alternate universe, modern setting, canon compliant, alternate universe, college, university, yes, angst with a happy ending, uh-huh. aged up characters, okay. humanity's strongest, attempt at humor, canon typical violence, and then my favorite set of tags that probably isn't going to help you. Everybody lives. I'm sorry. I don't even know. I can't believe I wrote this. I tried. What have I done? I'm bad at summaries. The author regrets everything. The author is sleep deprived. Okay. So it's it's alternate universe uh, modern setting. Is that what it was? Modern setting, reincarnation, and college university. Okay. So um, for those of you playing along who maybe aren't as versed in fan fiction as I am, what that means is it, this piece of work takes place in an alternate universe in which the characters are in college and it's modern so it's you know 2020 or 2018 2019 whatever it was written um and there's established reincarnation which means that the original setting has none of those things um what i'm really latching onto here is humanity's strongest because i know that that should be flipping a switch in my brain and it is it's, the circuit's just not complete. The light bulb isn't coming on. <laughs> I I do I try to make it challenging, but I also try to throw in because some of these tags on these fan fictions are so funny, <laughs> which is why which is why I included the ones at the end. They also include of lots of names of characters, which I don't want to give those away. Right. But if there's something distinct, like humanity's strongest about the universe that should like Alex said flip a switch in her head I'm stalling a little bit in this explanation to give her time to think no, I, I but, think um, I've got it I think I've okay. got it she thinks so she if I remember correctly and it's been a very long time since I've watched this show yeah it's, it's definitely Attack on Titan because the survey core um is touted as being touted touted as being humanity's strongest. So I guess what this means, aged yeah, aged up characters would make sense with the college thing because I think they're they're teenagers, which is really messed up to think about. And yeah, I guess they are in college. I, I'm interested to see where the reincarnation thing comes from because it's it's a trope that I understand the appeal of, but especially when you're taking something that's got like such a distinct setting as Attack on Titan. And then, like, working in reincarnation to that. I always find it really strange when an author will take the the origin of the reincarnation as being the original source material and having the destination of that reincarnation be the, like, college campus, if that makes any sense. Um, Was I close? Like, is that the general idea? You are pretty dang close. (sighs) Um, So this is Dream Sequence by Ghost Fox, and the description is, Aaron dreams of titans. He dreams of flying, fighting, of sorrow living in his bones. He dreams of pain and death and blood, so much blood. He dreams of failure and strained hands, of success and silent tears. He dreams of anger and bloodlust, of devotion and love. When Aaron dreams, it's of freedom. 
or the one when, or the one where Aaron is incarnated and dreams of living another life. So basically, my understanding, he's a college student that dreams of this Attack on Titan world where all of his friends at the college are living out the sequence of the show. See, that, it's just it, like there's nothing wrong with it as a, like a literary device. It's just really not my favorite, especially I feel like it's very clunky with Attack on Titan specifically. I th- I've talked about this before to, to people, basically anyone who will listen. My favorite Attack on Titan fan fiction is a, like a straight college AU where, you know, all of the, the humans are one college and all of the Titans are another college and all of the main characters within Attack on Titan are college athletes. <laughs> and it's just, it makes me so happy. I read the entire, like, it's like 56 chapters and I read it in probably two days it was just so it was oh it was so good I think this contract this concept is actually really interesting because it gives I think it gives readers and the author a chance to do the the kind of modern AU but then also at like it explore them in a college setting but then also like within the dream sequences be able to write like vignettes or whatever of fan fiction within the actual like world too so you can kind of kill two birds with one stone agree to disagree agree to disagree i don't know very much about attack on titan i've seen a couple episodes and it just really wasn't for me so alex is making eyes at me as if i'm gonna have to rewatch that and give it another chance yeah i i think i'm gonna have to end up watching watching attack on titan so the next one is called Polyergus. Can you spell that? <laughs> P-O-L-Y-E-R-G-U-S. Polyergus. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Can I have a definition, please? <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's all you're getting because that's all the title is. I don't Damn. even... I was. If you couldn't tell, I was having some trouble yeah. saying that. So, but your tags are Hive Mind, Alien Biology, Mind Control... Slavery in an alien way. Someone help nine. Episode style. Eventual happy ending. Someone help nine? Nine. The number nine? Nine. (laughs) My first instinct is to say it is Star Wars because aliens. (laughs) But I'm also not sure would you like the media genre to help yes it's a tv show oh 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 no (laughs) oh oh no i really thought that was gonna be the one that gave it away too nine and it's a television show i'm thinking of seven of nine but that's i'm not even sure what that is star uh, star trek ah um i'm oh okay Okay, so it's alien. It's called a, it's called a thing I don't know how to pronounce, and it's no. That's just the title of the episode. Or, yeah, or the, the title of the fan fiction. The title of fan fiction. It's a thing I can't pronounce. It's got aliens, alien biology, and slavery in an alien way, and mind control, and mind control. All right, hear me out. It's a television show. This is fan fiction from The Big Bang Theory. Which is not on the list of shows that I gave you, but I... <laughs> We're going to go with confused. it. confused. We're going to go with it. So, uh, the gang... And I hate Big Bang Theory. I haven't seen an episode in years, so just roll with me on this. Okay. The gang finds an alien. It is one of Penny's, like, throwaway boyfriends. Turns out to be an alien. She's like, this guy is too perfect. He fixed the elevator that's always broken. He's not a dweeb. And they're like, hey... He's an alien. Because I think Wallowitz works at NASA or something. (laughs) (laughs) I am, you, honestly, I told you I was with you. I, you've already lost me because I don't know anything about Big Bang Theory. Okay, so, alien boyfriend. And then there's, uh, the the mind control, uh, the boyfriend mind controls Penny to, like, not think that anything is super suspicious, which just makes... Like, the weird, nerdy, gross boys more confused because they're like, Penny, he's an alien. She's like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to work slavery in an alien way in there. 
Oh, alien, alien anatomy? It's kind of like Zaphod Beeblebrox, where he just kind of, if he t- tilts his head far, too far back, another one pops out. That's my answer. <laughs> okay. You, you confident in that answer? So confident. So confident? <laughs> okay, so this is Polyergus by Rocky Mountain Rattlesnake. And it is when Rose, Nine, and Jack... Oh my god, I forgot about Doctor Who! <laughs> Nine! Oh my god, I'm an idiot! <laughs> when Rose, Nine, and Jack answer a distress call from a distant planet, they are captured by a race of aliens who enslave other telepathic species to survive. Will they be able to escape the hive in one piece, or will they end up a meal for the polyergus brood? Oh, man. See, I th- I, I'm going to blame, like, just completely whiffing that one on the fact that I actively try to block my Doctor Who phase out of my brain. Aw. Uh, like, it is in a box in the back of my brain, and it will only pop open when relevant. I, the fact that Doctor Who is on HBO Max is amazing. I... Have also lately really not talked about Doctor Who, but honestly, with that being back, Nine is my favorite Doctor, so I'm probably going to go back and at least watch that season because it's so good. It is so good. Okay. This last one was was going to be the challenge one, so... <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so here we go. Um, this is called The Woes of a Teenage Vampire. Oh, um, oh. This isn't necessarily in the tags, but I will give this to you because it is pretty obvious. It is a vampire AU. Okay, so it's not Castlevania, which I know is on the list. It is not Castlevania. Um, oh, it is a vampire AU, so okay. it is an alternate universe. Including now vampire with vampires. And the tags you get are uh, female reader character, original Oof. characters, vampires, pranks and practical jokes, werewolves, and Magic. Magic is the important one here. And I'm going to give you the media genre to be helpful. It is a book series turned into a movie franchise. So it's Harry Potter. Right? Right? What's your story? What do you think Um, the plot is? (laughs) Um, What was the title? It is called The Woes of a Teenage Vampire. Okay, I had this moment where I was like, oh my god, did you give me my immortal and I somehow like, didn't pick up <laughs> no, on no, it? No, 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 no. This was written, this was posted yesterday. Okay, so thank you, god. you've never, you probably have never seen it. Okay. Uh, hopefully have never seen it. And um, then, because that would be no fun. Yeah, so you said it's a, it's a reader female character? Correct. Okay. So, I, I am surprised you, you found a, a, a reader fic. Um... I know. I thought I. I thought I'd uh, change it up a bit. Yeah. So so explain to explain to those of us that don't know what fan fiction is. What so those a reader of you fic who is. didn't spend your formidable years reading Harry Styles reader fix on Wattpad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a hit a little close to home for you there, didn't it, Alex? Shut up. <laughs> um, basically, uh, like reader fix, self insert fix, or uh, commonly known as YN fix, are. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it gives you, the reader, space f- to insert yourself into whatever story you're reading and whatever universe you're reading. And I feel like they get a lot of really bad rap just in the fanfic- fanfiction community in general. Um, but I will say, when done well, they can be very good. Because it essentially wraps the concept of like a self-insert into a, an actual like original character um but i think a lot of that has to deal with uh i would guess probably the age of the person who's writing it that's um, fair i can get with that yeah a lot of a lot of like the yn fan fiction that people rag on is is like the the band fix so like one direction like my mom sold me to One Direction, and like, <laughs> oh, oh man, we could, ugh. Okay, so, <laughs> anyway, so tell I digress. me about this, this Harry Potter reader fake. I don't like the way that you're saying that. <laughs> okay, so, ah, uh, uh, magic. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna roll with it. 
So I'm going to say, so you said it's pranks and episodic. Okay. Pranks and practical jokes was one of the... Pranks and practical jokes. So, okay, let's say that this is a Marauders era, like, self-insert thick, because I know those are very popular um, to try to give some female diversity in the Marauders, because (laughs) we have uh, Lily Evans, and that's it. Um... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know why I am the way that I am either. No, we love it. I love it. Um, because like uh, pranks and practical jokes, like the, to me, that's where that would come in. Um, werewolf, obviously, because you have Remus Lupin. Um, magic because Hogwarts, duh. Um, and vampires because I I think that's the only thing that's missing from the canon of Harry Potter is like there are no vampires that we know of. that we know of yet uh, nobody said that to J.K. Rowling I really don't want her to fuck up my childhood anymore she was <laughs> hashtag yikes <laughs> hashtag yikes I have a lot of feelings um anyway sorry yeah so I feel like it's someone um finding a way to cheekily slip in some. Some vampires and a Harry Potter. I also, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like putting a lot of hope into this because I, there's so many good Marauder, Marauder era fan fictions out there that lovingly play on the dynamics between all of them, and it just makes me so happy. And all right, break Aww. my heart, Jean. <laughs> so, the woes of a teenage vampire by Hugo Falcon is in fact. A Harry Potter fan fiction. Okay. The description is, Raised by your pureblood family in France, you believe that like your brothers, your parents, your grandparents... <laughs> like your brothers? It's okay. Uh, like your brothers, your parents, your grandparents, and their grandparents, you'd be headed to Beaubaton. As it turns out, life had other plans. Now afflicted with a unique condition, you must navigate a new country, hide your condition, and if that wasn't complicated enough, you still have to deal with the regular teenager experiences as well. And to make matters worse, a war is coming. Can you make it out alive? So you're a vampire going to Hogwarts. Yeah, that's 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 basically what I figured it was. Um, it doesn't. It does. Uh, it is a lot. It is more Harry Potter era as opposed to. Marauders era, wishful thinking. But yeah, I, I, a lot of, a lot of these tags have character names in them. Oh, yeah, so I'm I sure. didn't, I didn't want to give too much. Um, I felt like the pranks and practical jokes would have been helpful for the for the Harry Potter esque to get yeah. you on that track. Honestly, what got me there was um, magic. Actually, we're, we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get a little serious here for a second. Ooh. Like, no, like legitimately. So uh, there is a, a Wizard Rock song called, uh, I think it's just Teenage Werewolf or I'm Just a Teenage Werewolf, which is what made me think Marauders era. Um, that was uh, done by a guy um, within the Wizard Rock community who has since been outed as being a child predator. Whoa. Um, and it was a very big deal when that happens because, like, you know, the community is very small and everyone kind of knows each other. And some of us were alone in convention rooms with this person and other young teenage girls. And it's just terrifying. Anyway, <laughs> that's how I got there. Whoa. That, that is so, that is so terrible. Like That's why I, I mean, I, we're going to continue off the segue just because yeah. it's, it's, a lot of what I've been listening to in my free time is that happened. There was a, there's two or three people in the Harry Potter community who all got ousted at the same time for stuff like that. Um, but now it's happening with the, the, for lack of a better term, the blood on the dance floor guy. And it's kind of a similar thing where like at, at that age I had listened to a couple of their songs. I was like, Oh, they're kind of cool. And it's like, Oh yeah, this guy is doing and has done terrible things to young women. And it's awful, and I hate it, and it's a reason I really want 2020 to be over. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, let's generalize about men! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I think we want 2020 to be over is a pretty common... um, Common, common theme going on right now. Do you you know what I don't want to be over? 
What? Whatever funky serotonin cocktail is giving me some wacky ass dreams. Talk about a segue. Uh, our, our third segment introduces Alex's Dream Corner. Because some context, I personally argue that I don't have any dreams. Other people will tell me that it's you do have dreams, you just don't remember them. But I think that if I don't even remember that I had a dream, that it's not fair and is the equivalent of me not having dreams. So I live vicariously through Alex's wild and wacky adventures. And Alex has started a dream journal. And... (laughs) I, because it used to be she would wake up and she'd be like, I had the craziest dream last night. And every morning it would just be, I had the craziest dream last night. And they just would get crazier and crazier. <laughs> and so now Alex has started to write them down and save them. And this is a dream that I have not heard before. And I am very, very excited to hear what Alex's okay. brain has come so we're up gonna with. So we're going to do two. Okay. And we're going to start with a short one, just to kind of get everybody on the same page okay. to, like, what degree of absurdity we're talking about here. And then I'm going to launch into the one uh, that I... The only thing I've told you about it is it's probably about two pages long. Okay. Um. So the first one, this was a couple nights ago. I had to play football in front of what I think was referred to as the Tribunal of the Elderly, which was essentially a bunch of, like, tables set up at the end of the field with old people behind them. (laughs) Um, And it was dark and, like, fireworks were going off. And, like, while I was playing, the old people would shout out the wars that happened during their, like, the decade that they lived, kind of. Kind of like someone using a power in My Hero Academia. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> and I, I remember nothing else about the dream other than, like, having the pressure of playing in front of the tribunal and, like, them using these calls to, like, gain more power. I I don't know. So the, this is the context. This is the kind of stuff that goes through Alex's <laughs> brain. Some of them are a little bit more narrative than others, and I think those are the best ones. And so... Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. So, for some reason... I was at an Airbnb in Houston. I might have been on vacation with Aaron Tveit, Christian Kane, Bucky Barnes, and some other men I can't remember. I think there was about seven in total. That will be important later. Alex's dream team right there. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> so you and Kit were there. Our friend Kit. Um, as well as Cody, his mom, Dr. Phil, Cody's aunt, my dad, and my cousin's wife. Cody is Alex's fiance. Um, we had stayed up late talking, so, like, the people I know and these men and Dr. Phil. Um, even though I had an early flight to catch, I can't remember where I was going. I just know I had to catch a plane. Um, this is where the timeline gets kind of fuzzy. I remember being in some place, like, a mall, and I think I was, I was running from something, Um, but I, like, stopped in a store along with some other shoppers, and for some reason, Bucky Barnes and Elliot from Leverage, not Christian Kane, Elliot from Leverage. So they're two different people in this universe. Um, suddenly a fight broke out, and I don't remember why, but Elliot and Bucky jumped into action, and, like, Bucky is suddenly wearing, like, the old, old school, like, red and blue costume with the black mask. Okay. (laughs) Um... Something else happens, I don't really remember, but I end up wandering the mall, um, which at this point might have been an airport, and I keep bumping into Bucky, who is in, like, back in street clothes, and it's kind of like a thing where, like, you turn around and it's kind of, it, he's like a hologram? He might have been singing. <laughs> I think there was something about me accidentally stumbling into a room um, with an animatronic animatronic octopus giving a performance, and I, like, walked in on the half hour instead of the hours so they told me to get out. So you're talking about a theme park. <laughs> like, like animatronics, shopping mall, occasional airplane that you need to catch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I distinctly remember running down a ramp and seeing Elliot at the bottom, um, wearing, like, the gray suit, the white button down, the little glasses, and his hair pulled back. Um, and uh yeah seeing him at the bottom uh, and running towards him and he was like oh hey or no i was like oh hey you waited for me and he was like well what was i supposed to do leave you here so back to the house so that like 
Was this a flashback? Or yes, was this, this okay. was a, I think this was a flashback, like, to give my brain some context. So back at the house, the Airbnb in Houston, I think I slept on a mattress with Kit that was on a loft. Um, I woke up early and immediately tried to make coffee, but the machine was super confusing. It was one of those, like, fancy home coffee experience So this is a nightmare for you, because you can't get your coffee. We're going to get to the nightmare later. Oh, no. Um... And I, I said, this is a direct quote, the thing I hate about expensive stuff is there's never enough buttons, because I guess there was only one button. So somehow I am whisked away by Elliot through the backstage of this house, like literally like a backstage of a, it was like the backstage of where I work. So it's a lot of concrete and like <laughs> pipes and electrical wire. Where Elliot exists during heists. Yeah, and storage rooms. <laughs> Um, and, uh, he led me to a conference room, um, where we have some sort of conversation as we're walking and he's telling, telling me about how he get, got hit on the nose. Like he has a, a scratch going up like the left side of his nose from about the bridge to the nose hole. Nostril. <laughs> Nostril. <laughs> there we go. Happy I can help. Um, in the conference room, I am told I will have to pitch myself to the guys as kind of a dating game. This is where those seven guys came in. Oh, Darren no. Chris was also there. Um, Elliot slash Christian wasn't there. Um, so he had led me to this conference room and it disappeared. Um, I forgot what the first prompt was. Um, but for the second, the question was, like, the question I had to answer as part of my pitch was, what predator would I be? Um, and I said a palace cat, and I gave a whole presentation on the palace cat, and I, I know this, like, awake, Alex, but I got the statistics for the palace cat and the black-footed cat confused, um, oh, because the black-footed cat- Oh, how dare cat, you? How dare you? The black-footed cat is tiny- um, but it has, like, an 86%, as a species, it has an 86% successful kill rate. Um, yeah, they're, like, the most deadly predator. It's insane. And they're, uh, like, six pounds or less. Whoa. Um. Tiny but deadly. Yeah, palace cats are funny looking. I will (laughs) include a picture. Um, they are hilarious. Um, but yeah, I gave a whole presentation, and I, I remember ending with something like, in conclusion, I would be a palace cat because, um... We're both, like, small and angry or something. It wasn't a really good button for a presentation. So, like, the guys, I guess, had to vote for me, despite the fact that I was supposed to choose them on note cards. So, like, they had written on note cards and I had written on a note card. And this is where it gets weird. Er, I guess. Weirder. <laughs> so I decided that I wanted to pick Elliot slash Christian, but I was told by Henry Winkler, the Fawns, uh, that he had been Christian's body double um, with his face projected onto Henry Winkler's face, like, this entire time. So, like, I had met real Christian slash Elliot in the airport, but the specifically the one that walked me to the conference room was, was actually fake. Henry Winkler. And who, uh, who he is, was like... Who is Hen- Henry Winkler? The Fawns. From Happy Days? You lost. I'll, I'll show you a picture later. Um, oh, darn. It's, it's gonna make you laugh. So, <laughs> he was like, he was saying that he was like Christian's agent or something. And he was like, I can assure you that like your feelings are, are mutual or whatever. So he gave me his number written on a note card with like sparkly teal gel pen. And then I f- like pulled out my flip phone. And I, like, texted him, and I remember saying something about, like, helium, because, like, he responded to me with, like, a blimp. Who is this? And I was like, oh, man, I forgot to introduce myself. Also, you called me a blimp? And then we talked about country music, and we talked about metal, and then I woke up. (laughs) What an ending. Where's the nightmare part of that? Was it the Henry Winkler part? Um, I also realized he's the dad from Royal Pains. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so, <laughs> it was partially the coffee. Um, I wasn't able to fit it back into the timeline, but as part of the, I had to catch a flight, and like, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't find my stuff. I then later, like, kept missing my flight, and no one seemed to have a sense of urgency in getting me to the freaking airport. Only Elliot. <sighs> 
Only Elliot was there to help you. He wasn't even, yeah. It was Henry Winkler in disguise. Aww. Tragedy. <laughs> Complete and utter tragedy. I mean, it's probably just the bronze fawns haunting me to this day, but... Moral of the story is, make sure Alex gets her coffee, make sure she doesn't miss her flight, make sure if you tell her that you're Elliot from Leverage, make sure you're actually Elliot from Leverage. That reminds me, I haven't thirst-tweeted Christian Kane today. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a daily occurrence. Um, I may or may not have introduced this craziness into Alex's life by introducing her to the librarians and Leverage, who bo- which both star Christian Kane. Look, there's something about men who are at least 10 years older than me who beat people up that just... In TV shows. It really... In TV shows. That just, like, really <laughs> soothes part of my soul. This is why I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I think that's a that's a pretty great note to end this on. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you supporting our creative endeavors. Uh, if you ever want to interact with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at please DNT hate me. Um, there's another thing that we kind of wanted to touch on before we finished. Uh, as we're recording this episode, the protests um, against police brutality, specifically against the death of George Floyd, um, are happening currently in, throughout the United States, and Black Lives Matters protests are in fact happening throughout the world. And we wanted to touch on that because everybody has a voice, and right now it's important to use your voice to amplify the voices that really need to be heard. Like we kind of mentioned, 2020 has been a crazy year, but this is something that has been going on for a very, very long time. If you can financially be able to support any uh, bailed funds for protesters in your area, please do so. Please look up those resources, contact your representatives. Like I said, everybody has a voice and if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Sorry to end that on a bummer note, but also it is a reality of life currently. Thanks again for, for, for supporting us. Support your friends. Be kind to one another. And we'll see you next time. To this be is, fair, I feel like we're just bummers in general. That's fair. 2020 is kind of a bummer. Thanks for listening to Please Don't Hate Me. Bye. Bye.